session. Zach, what's the first order of business? Well, we have a very exciting petition signed by four nerds, two dorks, and a dweeb. <laughs> I'm the dweeb. Everybody knows that, Franklin. And Clint, we are the two nerds. As you heard that audio there, we signed the petition. We're the two nerds that signed it. But it is cut day here on the Save by Nostalgia podcast. Unfortunately, Clint, we both have nine unexcused absences. So that means one more and we are suspended. So here we stay stuck in the studio to bring you today's Save by the Bell episode review. Yes, it is cut day. I'm also excited to share with everyone that my candy just came in from Afghanistan. Uh, they make the world's best chocolate-covered caterpillars and grasshoppers. And the crunchy part, well, that's the thorax. But Clint, do you ever remember a mass cut day in school? That's a good question. Um, no, I think it was always sort of an urban legend and kind of a myth that once you get to be you know, uh, a junior or senior, an upperclassman, that there was this giant cut day. Um, I think that that was something that was perpetuated by this show, probably. Um, that in the five-minute rule that Zach Morris invokes on more than one <laughs> yeah. occasion. Um, so I think that this is, uh, again, this as we get towards the end of the season, and uh, after this we have uh, Mystery Weekend and then we have the uh, Malibu Sands episodes, this uh, this season has been so eventful. We, we've had some of our favorite episodes from the Fabulous Building Boys. Breaking up is hard to undo. We've had the, uh, you know, Zach and Kelly break up on The Last Dance, The Aftermath, The Attic. We've gone all in the ball. And now Cut Day just sort of exists. Um, it doesn't really tie into any any of the other storylines that we've really seen. So as we like to call them here on the Say by the Social podcast, this is a one-off, so to speak. It originally aired on December 7th, 1991. And as we mentioned, there was a student council meeting now in session. We already got the votes. They are in. Uh, they want Thursday to be an official day of mourning because 25 years ago, they canceled Gilligan's Island. That means that like 25 years later, that it's now been 50 years since they canceled Gilligan's Island. Just a little bit of a note there. Yeah. And uh, Graham, he wants to introduce you all to public enemy number one, the plastic foam cup, because they're not biodegradable and he wants to stop to the delivery of them tomorrow but tomorrow's cut day so no one's going to be there that's so sad that no one's going to be there for this huge event to stop the plastic foam cup public enemy number one yeah i don't i remember starting to hear about you know environmental type stuff really from say by the bells the things that jesse would say talking about saving the whales and then now plastic i remember kind of questioning it like Really? Are these styrofoam cups? Really? Should we should we be using these? Like, thanks to this episode. Uh, but Mr. Belding knows tomorrow's cut day, and there's nothing he can do to stop them. But they only get 10 unexcused absences. And as you mentioned, Zach has nine. I wonder where they got that from. Nine unexcused absences. He's been absent, Noah, nine times. Uh, maybe a little Ferris Bueller's Day Off making its way into the Saved by the Bell universe here. <laughs> I think so. He usually has an excuse, though, uh, whether he's Jewish and he's uh, taking the holiday off to go to a baseball game. Uh, but I, I'm, I find it fascinating that he's just cut out of school nine times and not just been unexcused, not told anybody. Usually he comes up with a great excuse that is bought by everyone. So I find it a little strange here that he's just cut school nine times. Uh, Jesse is skipping cut day to ensure the survival of the Earth's environment. Like we mentioned, uh, Slater says he'll be at the beach with his plastic foam boogie board. And Jesse says she'll be right there alongside Graham, who, by the way, Graham is also in the movie Speed. 
he's the guy that like freaks out on the bus and is like, yeah, right, man, there's a bomb. Like, what is this? Yeah, that's Graham. And uh, this is the only time we ever see him in the Saved by the Bell universe. And uh, he's excited that Jesse's going to be there because Noah, two people can make a difference. All you need is a spark to start a fire. He's a little that's, intense for me, to be honest he, with you. He is, and not about the right thing. I'm fine with a little intensity, but intensity about plastic foam cups and this uh, big protest that's just going to be him and Jesse. Uh, I'm not sure that two people will make a difference. I guess we'll uh, wait to be seen here. But Jesse tells Slater that Zach has to stay at school with her. And uh, Slater says Zach's idea of recycling is trading blondes for brunettes, which I thought was a great line. And Zach says the king of cut day will find a way out and spend cut day with Slater. And they bet $100 on it. This is a big bet. Zach thinks that he can cut school and make it to cut day. And I'm not sure why Slater made this bet. Seems like it's a bad bet. Zach is always scheming his way out of things. So uh, my money's on Zach here. Well, there are a total of three kids in attendance in class the next morning. You've got Graham, Jesse, and Zach. Uh, Jesse says we are long overdue for a female president. And Zach replies, just like a woman, always late. Now, the show obviously had no foresight to know that we almost did have a female president in Hillary Clinton. And I remember... Uh, going back to this and thinking about it and this conversation that they're having, Zach is like, I should be at cut day. I should be at the beach. And I'm sitting here listening to Graham and Jesse talk about the validity of a female president. Just, <laughs> I love Graham jumping in because it's so just awful and I just want him to go away. But just uh, the United States needs to catch up to the rest of the world. Golden Meir in Israel, Indira Gandhi in India, Margaret Thatcher in England. And I'm just like, who are you talking? What is this? Like, Zach, intervene, please. Well, Jesse didn't know that there was a male brain capable of that kind of thinking. So you've got kind of a spark between Jesse and Graham. They both are environmentalists. They believe in the same things. They would definitely believe today in shutting down the uh, United States for years at a time. I'm sure they've had conversations as such. Mr. Building is checking in on Zach at every turn to make sure that he hasn't found a way out. But he's got an ace in his hole because Franklin comes in, who, by the way, Franklin is just amazing. One of our favorite nerds. We remember him back in the, um, you know, the, the episode where they strike oil and uh, Franklin wants to be chained next to the head cheerleader and uh, the school president. And he asks if they've ever tried nerd love. But <laughs> here Franklin comes in at urging Zach to go to the library. He has $86 in overdue books and the librarian is shouting in a whisper for her money. Have you ever paid for an overdue book in your life? Have you ever paid actual money for that? Is that a thing? Uh, I haven't. I'm not the biggest book guy. So um, I, maybe if I kept a book or got it lost at school or at home, maybe my mom paid. I've never actually paid. I haven't been to a library and uh, I can't really uh, remember when. Uh, probably a school project in middle school was the last time I was at a library. But one thing when Belding checks in on Zach, he says, good morning, Zach. And I uh, love Zach's line here. He says, that's easy for you to say, sir. They pay you to be here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, clearly Zach is uh, feeling trapped by this situation, trying to find a way out. Uh, and then we cut to the max, which is overrun with students, and they have all sorts of games set up. It's a fun and festive atmosphere. It makes you just want to be there on hand for this cut day. It's funny that, you know, a, a restaurant that we consider to be kind of adjoined to the school or right next door is uh, taking in all the overflow of students that want to cut class. They go right to the max. And Slater and Kelly are playing pool. They're hitting it off. Uh, Zach does show up with Franklin, who says Zach promised to support his Mr. Ed resolution. And I just have written in my notes there, 
ha ha, because that's kind of funny to me. <laughs> yeah, I remember watching Mr. Ed growing up, so uh, I was a fan of that. And Slater says that it's been a great cut day and a profitable one. He feels like he's got Zach's 100 bucks already in his pocket. And then here comes Zach in saying, better check that pocket again. Also, like, just I love that part. Just Slater thinking he's got it in the bag. And and uh, I just love the line by Zach. I better check that pocket again. But uh, he, Zach thinks he's won the money. But Slater tells him, no, this is cut day, not cut class. you got to follow us all day wherever we are. Which I also find weird, like, I mean, I know Zach has a cellular phone, but does Slater, like, how does he keep in touch on where everyone is at what time? Like, oh, are you guys at the beach now? Or are you at this club? What? Where are you? Are you guys at home? What's going? He just automatically knows where everybody is. Yeah, and the parameters of the bet should have probably been set up before this moment. Like, <laughs> hey, I showed up. I win the money. Yeah. Like, oh, no, you don't. You have to show up, you know, everywhere we go. It uh, doesn't quite make sense. But um, the countdown is on. Belding is about to catch Zach skipping class in the act. But Zach so shows up just in time. And Mr. Belding reminds him that he has his eye on him. And Zach responds with, sorry, sir, you're not my type. Uh, the, I love the teacher in this class. He just says, okay, nobody's here. Free period. Do whatever you want. <laughs> like, oh, man, I long for those moments. <laughs> yeah, I mean, good. God, just going to school and watching this episode, just thinking like, can I ever have one of those days where you just walk into a class and just, oh, nothing planned, just hang out, do whatever. I, I'm out as a teacher. I got other things going on. I just long for those like you did. But Graham and Jesse, they take this opportunity to work on their plastic foam petition posters. Jesse's idea, plastic foam, the choice of idiots. And Graham, the intense guy this whole time, he says even that's a little too intense for him. But they come up with some great slogans, drink now, die later, go home, plastic foam, and it's time to wake up, drink from a paper cup. But Zach has excused himself to the bathroom and takes a red can of paint for some shenanigans. Yeah, those shenanigans being Mr. Belding's car is now parked in a red zone. Uh, so genius stuff here. Zach obviously painted um, red over the parking lot where Mr. Belding is parked in, which I assume is like a principal parking. He's got like preferred parking and they're just going to turn it into a red zone. And does that call the police call a tow comp tow truck? Like there's a car <laughs> parked in the red zone. Anyway, um, Lisa screech Slater and Kelly are now at a movie and uh, screech offers Lisa imported chocolate grasshoppers. You mentioned them earlier. This sort of harkens you back to that first date that screech and Lisa had back at the prom episode in season two, where he's pulling out all the sodas and all the candy and um, pull And then he winds up giving up on the date because Lisa's annoying him so much. Uh, but uh, Kelly's having a great time because she loves a good scare. They're in a uh, scary movie. And uh, she tells Slater she saw Revenge of the Zombie Headhunter seven times. That is one of my favorite George A. Romero zombie flicks. I don't know where it ranks for you, but uh, I didn't know that Kelly was a horror fan, but I, I, I like her even more now. Wow. That, that's props to Kelly. Yeah, and when she said that, I have here in my notes, uh, she probably saw it seven times, probably on a date with seven, seven different guys. Uh, yeah, as to over the age of 20, no doubt. Um, <laughs> but Zach shows up at the movie, and uh, he's going to put the pressure on Slater, and it looks like uh, he's going to win the bet. Um, but, you know, we're, we're kind of left with still got more spots to go. Not sure how this is going to going to shake out here, but Beldy's going to catch Zach coming back this time to school. But Zach and in his infinite wisdom says he's exercising his right to protest. The delivery 
person will be here any minute, so you and I are going to have to block the hall by ourselves. We can do it. It's not how many of us there are, it's how much we believe. You know, Jess, I've never met anyone else quite like you. Is that a compliment? Yeah, you bet it is. Hey, guys. <laughs> this time I caught you! What do you think you're doing? Uh, what am I doing? Uh -huh. um, um, uh, I'm exercising my right to protest. Yes! Oh. Power to the people! Right away! Go, T. Go! Point. Now let the man make his delivery. Mr. Belding, don't you care about our future? I care about running an orderly school. If you don't want plastic foam, then present a petition to the school board. Now go to class before I present all three of you with detention. Well, what did you make of uh, Jesse and Graham and I guess Quasi Zach's attempt at stopping this poor bald man trying to make his, plast his uh, styrofoam cup delivery? Uh, in the end, I guess they failed. They did. Uh, they had one little line that one, two, three, four, don't use plastic foam no more. But that's all. Like then Belding just says, oh, come on, let him make his delivery. And oh, OK, like, I'm sorry. Like, you're so intense about this, trying to save the planet. This is not going to happen. We got to stop this delivery. Huge petition. Uh, people doing rallies and petitions all over the world. And they're willing to get arrested. And just a Mr. Belding soft principal comes over and just uh, let him make his delivery. Uh, OK. It just seemed lame to me. Like, I expected more out of Jesse and Graham there. Well, Graham said they did not fail after all. If they convinced even one person, they succeeded. And Zach hands him a sign and says, Graham, you failed. <laughs> but it, Graham and Jesse are hitting it off, and they even embrace after their failure. They have this just absolute inherent need to save the planet, and they are really showing that, hey, maybe Jesse doesn't need Slater, and Slater doesn't need Jesse. It's sort of a you know, kind of a bigger overarching symbolic moment here. Zach now takes note that some people are ditching classes. Some people are ditching each other. And now we cut to a beach scene where it looks like something out of a, like a Annette Funicello movie, like <laughs> Frankie and Annette. Like it's just this really well done um, beach set there on the soundstage. And it looks, people are like dancing and it looks, you know, like back to the back to the beach or something, Rodney Dangerfield. Like I don't know, just this really neat beach setting, and Zach is going to show up for it as well. Yeah, I have down here in my notes that Slater and Kelly are at the beach dancing like they're at a sock op, just like or a Beach Boys concert, just like yeah. back in the fifties or sixties, just doing some of these swim motions. And uh, I I was lost at that. I was like, that's what how you're dancing. It's uh, nineteen. It's in the nineties here, and we are dancing like we're at a sock op. Okay, whatever. But Kelly says. That Slater's a hot dancer, and Slater says, you are too, but oh, your shoulders are too hot. Too much that they're burning up, so he's got to put lotion on her. That was a smooth move there by Slater. Lisa offers to bury Screech in the sand to help him from burning. And my question is, Lisa's stuck with Screech all day at cut day. She's got no other friends. She's not just hanging out with Slater and Kelly. She's not hanging out with anyone else at the school. She doesn't like Screech. She hates being around him. He annoys her, and she's just... Willingly stuck with him all day for cut day. Yeah, she's going to get, you know, a little bit of revenge here. She's going to bury him in the sand and, you know, kind of get her revenge that way. But Zach's going to show up as Ernie the custodian, who apparently has a blonde wig and uh, is taking his French test. So 
apparently they would offer a French test on cut day and Ernie the custodian has been paid off or something to wear that uh, infamous screech, um, that infamous Zach wig that we've seen time and time again. Uh, we've seen screech have it on several times and it's annoying every time. Uh, Kelly feels bad that she's having a great time with Slater, which is her best friend's boyfriend. Like, do you sense that Slater and Kelly are like kind of having a thing here? Is this just two friends having a fun day together? I think they're having a fun day, but I also think they're getting close and it, it's kind of worrying me how Zach's just kind of nonchalant taking this in. Doesn't kind of seems unfazed by it all when he sees them having a good time and hanging out together and what's going on with Jesse and Graham at school. I feel like he should be a little more worried, a little more like after Kelly, but he's just kind of like, oh, I guess it's just going to be Jesse and Graham now and Slater and Kelly. I guess that's just what it is. Well, we get Miss Culpepper back. We're back to school, and she is blind as a bat, as, of course. Mr. Belding comes in and says, Mrs. Culpepper, you have won $2 million of the lottery, and she's out of here. She says, good riddance to you and my lousy salary. She was set up by Slater to keep Zach in class. So now Mrs. Culpepper has quit her job over this $100 bet. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Yes. Oh, well, I mean, she wasn't a good teacher anyway. She pulls down a map of the U.S. saying, let's look at Africa. And then she says, Nigeria is here next to Las Vegas. Which is <laughs> an unbelievably great line. I love some of these teachers. Miss Culpepper is my favorite. I wish she would have been in the show a lot more, uh, almost like a Miss Simpson, but she wasn't. I wish they had a deaf teacher and a blind teacher there all the time. But Miss Culpepper just doesn't make that many appearances. And we've got her here. And yes, this $100 bet has cost her her job. She tells off Mr. Belding, is she going to be allowed to come back when she figures out this is a ruse? <laughs> I, 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 don't, I think we do see her at least again down the road, hopefully, that uh, she was allowed back after being hoodwinked by uh, <laughs> students. Uh, but Belding forgot to have lunch and, and trying to track Zach down. And this is Zach's way out. He offers Belding some candy. What was in that candy, Noah? You described it so eloquently earlier. I, I, it's something that I might want to try. What, what do you have for us here? There's something about a thorax. <laughs> yes, these are chocolate-covered grasshoppers. And that crunchy part that you're feeling right now in your mouth, that is the thorax. And Belding immediately grabs his stomach, runs out of the room. He's going to just go hurl, I guess. He just can't. At first, he's enjoying it, so I don't know what the problem is. As soon as he learns it's a grasshopper, he throws up like... I would have said, ooh, and spit it out, but I don't think that immediately causes me to throw up and have to run out of the room. Well, he catches Zach about to ditch, and uh, Zach explains it by saying he was concerned about his well-being, and Building just says, I'm, I'm okay, I'm just a little weak. But Zach says, I've got some more candy, uh, and it's not chocolate, and there's no grasshopper, but it is a caramel caterpillar. So Building's off again to puke. And it's funny because, again, he enjoyed the candy before finding out that it's a caterpillar <laughs> and he runs off to puke again. And then Zach arrives seconds late to the bet. He's somehow all of a sudden, in the meantime, become more concerned about Jesse and Slater not seeing each other, hanging out with other people than he is about the bet. Like, when did this happen? Yeah. When did the $100 lose its importance? Also... The rules keep changing on this. Zach did us that he got away. His class was still going on. Belding ran away. And now there's some time limit, like five, four, three, two, one. You lose. Like, I'm so, there was a time I had to be here. I This bet, it just keeps getting more wild, more insane, and just adding new rules as they go. 
And so I don't think Zach should lose his hundred dollars, but he's wanting to go to the bank. Let's go get your money right now. So that Slater doesn't see Jesse with Graham, but they do. They sit down together, talk about how it was fun to be with other people and they should just start seeing other people. They're still going to see each other when they're in the mood for a good argument, but they're also going to see other people. And so you're a little worried here. Is our Slater and Kelly going to start dating? Is this going to be a thing? Have we, has there been a shift, a paradigm shift here in the show and now it's going to be Slater and Kelly? Yeah, it's strange because obviously Slater and Zach were hashing it out for Kelly early on in the show. They took it in a new direction. They had Slater and Zach become friends and compadres and Kelly and Zach were kind of the thing. Well, it's sort of odd here because it just doesn't feel right to have Slater kind of teased with this Slater and Kelly situation. Like I just, I'm not, I'm not there. I'm not with it. And I, and I don't want it to happen. Even though you like Slater, you like Kelly. I don't see what there wouldn't be a problem with it, but it's just like, that's not what the show has taught us is acceptable. Am I wrong? No, you're hundred percent right. Like this whole thing has been about Zach and Kelly and we like Slater, but we just have formed our, our own opinions and who we want people to be with. And they've been forcing it down our throat this whole show that it's going to be Zach and Kelly. It's going to be Zach and Kelly. And then it's almost never Zach and Kelly. Yeah. We saw in this season, the last dance episode and then the aftermath and the attic that kind of wrapped it all up and, Zach and Kelly have just, I guess, been kind of friends since we went to Palm Springs, um, Palm Springs to find out that they were had a, a little bit of a spark again that was quickly put away. They they said they just wanted to date other people. I don't really understand. This is going to carry over into the Malibu Sands as well, which kind of, you know, as I'm thinking about it, maybe this is not the right episode to discuss this, but let's just do it anyway. What was sort of the point here? Like Zach and Kelly is supposed to be kind of the the main emphasis of the show. And yet we get so little of it. Why? I don't know if it keeps you coming back, wanting more, waiting for them to get back together. I'm not really sure what the point of this is and them always teasing it. And then something happens. Uh, Kelly sees a waiter in Palm Springs. It's really cute. And Oh, maybe we, uh, I want to see other people. And uh, Kelly meets Jeff while working at the max in the last dance. And Oh, maybe I want to see other people like Zach. You're a great guy. I never wanted this to happen, but uh, I'm causing this to happen. Like, I'm sorry. Like w what's going on. Yeah. And the show will continue to do this even up into the college years. So, you know, it, it, it's just sort of something that I guess we, like in Friends, you sort of feel like Ross and Rachel are sort of destined to be together, but that doesn't happen through most of the series. So I guess that's what we have here. Putting a ribbon on this one, there's, I would say, like not much going on here. It's a nice little episode with some, some you know, fun locations. We get to go to the beach and the movies and the Max is sort of made into this festive environment. Zach scheming to get out. It's good stuff. Overall, I got... I got my thumbs up on this one. I, I, I enjoyed it. I always did. And, you know, not much has changed. I, I'm a fan of Cut Day, even if it's not some major event. Not a lot going on here. But we did have to suffer through Graham. But we do get Franklin the dweeb. So thumbs are up for me. Yeah, I probably would phrase this as I like this episode more than I should. Like you said, there's not a lot going on here. There's just insufferable Graham and Jesse and the, their fight against the plastic foam cup, which I can't take. But at least the posters had some good sayings that we can make fun of. And we can just make fun of Graham and Jesse. And the, so that, there's some uh, unintentional comedy there. 
But then we have just this relationship between Zach and Mr. Belding. And you just, I always love that relationship. And just when I get to see more of that and just the intricacies of it and their, their little ribbing back and forth, I'm, I'm all in for that. Like maybe more than anything else in the show, the just little jabs between Belding and Zach is what I'm here for. And whenever I get that, I am just a huge fan of the episode. And of course, Miss Culpepper, the blind teacher is great. I wish we got to see more of her and just the fa- the whole cut day. Zach trying to get out of class and it's not just one class. You got to see him come up with several different schemes throughout the day. And we're all in for Zach's scheme. So when we can, when it's not just one elaborate scheme, when it's a bunch of little ones all the way throughout the day, it really made the whole episode. So this is a giant favorite for me. And like I said, it probably shouldn't be because there's not a lot going on, but I'm a huge fan. Well, I hope you guys are a huge fan of what we're doing here at Say by Nostalgia. We are going through and reviewing every Say by the Bell episode, and we are continuing on as we near the end of Season 3. We've just got Mystery Weekend and then the Malibu Sands episodes to go, and then we'll be heading into Season 5. So hit that subscribe button, Google Play, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, any way you choose to take in the show. We always appreciate it. Hit us up on our website, IgnitroEntertainment.com, for reviews, interviews, podcasts, so much more. It's all under the Ignitro Entertainment umbrella. We appreciate you here on Stay by Nostalgia because we've done some really exciting things, some great interviews, some big ones coming up. Noah, can't wait to do it. So continue to join us here on Stay by Nostalgia as we continue with our Say by the Bell reviews.